All right. It's Still Sober with John Rabin. I'm John Rabin, and I'm still sober. Ah, Jesus. God. <laughs> it's like, good. Really good job, John. Is that your new catchphrase? You going to start saying that every episode? God, I hope not. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. I ain't going to say that. I got that part down. Here we are again. I want to say real quick, you don't need to know this, but I've had to pay um, a subscription fee to this service called Soundtrap, which allows you to edit multiple tracks through a web browser, which if you're using a Chromebook because you're a cheap piece of shit like me, or if you're poor, like I, I used kind of used to be and still am-ish, uh, then Soundtrap is what you use to put together. If you're going to record a podcast, then you can record and you're going to use intro music and outro music which I like to do, that's what you got to use. And it's inconsistent as fuck. So now you're paying for something that kind of sort of works a little bit. Also, it would, uh, it would, in the browser, the browser would crash if you're recording for longer than probably about, I think it was like seven minutes. It's like five to seven. And I finally got it down to, I think it's seven or eight minutes it'll last. And then you've got to, like I would pause which is which would work for me because that's kind of been my flow anyway, is I talk shit for about seven minutes. And then there's a lull and I could pause, have the app or have the program, you know, save that before it crashed, and then record it another seven or eight minutes or whatever, then pause that do that three to four times. And then like, well, that's about the length of time for the episode, I guess that's what we'll do. Then I'd let it process. But what it's been doing about every other fucking week is after I've mixed everything and I've got to, and I'm going to like import and export. Like I, the recording was just bullshit. So I found and I mentioned it before this free recording service. It's just a website called Vocaroo, And I would just talk into it. You can just pause it at any time, start it again. After you're done recording, you just hit download because Soundtrap wasn't working with my microphone. Also Soundtrap has said, Oh, it's great for recording podcasts. It's not great for recording podcasts. It makes sense if you're recording a, a song but they were trying to go, oh, do this and, you know, we can help you with whatever you're doing. No, you can't. So it wasn't recognized as a microphone. So I had to go to this other fucking website, Vocaroo, and I record on there and then just download it. Now, at this point, I could just upload it for you guys. You know, it's me. There I am, 20, 25 minutes talking shit. Just, it's done. It's uploaded. 
but I got to get fancy, right? I got to have intro music, outro music. So I try to up try to upload that, import it into the Soundtrap website, and about every other week, when I tried to do that, it would crash, and I'd have to restart, like the whole Chromebook. Like if I restarted the whole Chromebook and then did it, like, and here it is. It's like a memory memory in the web browser issue, I guess. But the other thing is, if I tried to import the audio track that I did on Vocaroo to bring it to the soundtrack to, to then add the music, right? I try to in, import it. It would say that we were unable to import this file, and the file would be the file name .mp3. We were unable to import blah, blah, blah .mp3. We can only upload mp3 and WAV files. And I'm like, what? That is an mp3 file. Ah, we can, which is just weird. It's like going to the bank and you're wanting to deposit money. And like, like here's uh, here's a hundred dollars in cash. I'm sorry, we can we're not able to accept that. We can only accept cash. This is cash. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we can only accept cash. What are we doing here? And they were charging me money monthly for this service. And I go, and I finally realize that. I'm just doing this because I feel like it's easier. It feels more official and easier to do on a laptop than on my phone. I'm like, I don't want to start doing stuff on my phone. But there's this freaking app called Super Sound or something on the that you downloaded for Android. I just downloaded it. And I'm able to take this file on Vocaroo and just dump it on my Google hard drive, my Google Drive pull it up through my phone and just do it there, do the same thing that I was doing on Soundtrap, but just do it through the phone. And this app is like, hey, you know that cost that you, you've you paid for monthly for that Soundtrap? Well, for that same amount of money that you pay for one month of service with Soundtrap that you hate, you can you can get this app for a year a year they even actually go and if you add just a few more dollars then you can get like a lifetime license and i was like let's start with a year that's still cheap as shit i'm gonna do that so so soundtrap is dead to me it's done that ordeal is over fucking taking ten dollars a month for me for like that's like a subscription service to fucking music or some shit. I'm just paying somebody to not have something work. It's, it's dumb. So small, it's a small things, right? For like when people also talking about subscription services, you know, people talking about how much things cost and paying for Hulu and Paramount plus and Disney. I actually have a package with the Disney, Hulu, and ESPN, which is actually very helpful for um, Hulu for so my wife can get her murder fix 
and ESPN Plus so I can watch Monday Night Fucking Football. And uh, Disney, I don't know, so that, so that we can basically watch The Simpsons. <laughs> Paying all this money so I can watch The Simpsons and then Jeff Goldblum do National Geographic shit. Um, and then, but if you think about it, even with Netflix... And just cancels HBO because fuck them. They're like trying, they're like desperately trying to make money. So they like sold off all their shit. Which is why all of a sudden you can see uh, like Amazon. Amazon Prime has like all the DC stuff now. And um, yeah, they're just dumping off every everything that they can to make some kind of money. And it's just, there's, it's, it's, there's nothing good. It's like no reason to have HBO. Like they had Turner Classic. They had like a section of classic movies and then all the Bugs Bunny cartoons, all the Warner Brothers cartoons on there. Then they started kind of trailing off and cutting off a bunch of the stuff just kind of went away. And it's like, well, why would I pay? Oh, you're going to increase the price? Why? Why would I pay money to, you know, I don't. I don't follow, I don't watch Euphoria, which is not even back. You know, I don't watch any of your fucking series. I don't, you cut that out. But the other ones, it seems like a lot, but if you add that up, that's still cheaper than cable TV was. Cable TV used to be really expensive. So I know people are like, oh, I can't, I can't pay for all these subscriptions it's still cheaper than shit used to be it really is music too good lord i you know and i and it sucks for musicians and also comedians and anybody who tries to sell an album but back in the day i used to pay i used to buy like a a a, a cd you know, a week. I used to buy an album a week. You know, that's on a budget. I was like, oh, I'm only going to get one a week here. Like when I was young, that's what I would do. I mean, that that's that's like $50, $60. Spending $50, $60 a month on music, which was, you know, being, being kind of uh, conservative. You're just like, hey, I'm not going crazy. I just, you know, buy an album, buy one album every every week, or every two weeks. I'm only going to spend thirty dollars this month. Even doing that, only two albums a month, it felt like, oh, I'm poor, man. I can't even. I can only get two CDs a month. This sucks. So, the idea that I have YouTube, YouTube. Red or whatever it is where you, you get YouTube music and no ads. So I pay for that. And I pay for Spotify. And I pay for Pandora. That's still like $25. And I get access to, to music in three different forms. Now, why would you have all three forms, John? Well, I'll tell you. Because Spotify has different... They do playlists better. There's more access to more people. There's there's so many playlists because there's so many people using it. And if you find the right ones, 
like Spotify puts together kick-ass playlists and then their, uh, their users, you can find people who are clever, who are kind of the same wavelength. Like if you're sitting there going, I would like a playlist of, uh, you know, Black Sabbath, but only with Ozzy and also Van Halen, but only with David Lee Roth. You know, that those kind of, you'll find somebody who's like, yeah, I know what you mean. I also don't like that the second singer, like, you know, you'll just, you'll find somebody like that. It was like, I, you know, Brian Johnson's fine, but I prefer Bon Scott with ACDC. You know, you'll find a playlist for you. You know, oh, do you like the music uh, in Guy Ritchie films? There's like British crime films. You like all those different types of songs that he likes to use. Well, here's a super long playlist of all those, <clears throat> all those songs plus a ton of other songs that sound like they should be in more of his movies if he made more crime movies and less bullshit movies. And uh, so, so yeah. So I like Spotify for that. If you wonder why I still have Pandora, I can tell you that, I don't know, you, get, you just get tired of playlists after a while. Because Spotify keeps like they'll keep trying to uh, regenerate like like you can discover some new songs, but it's just after a while they're like, how about this song? I'm like, you just you're getting lazy. You know I like that song, but I just heard this yesterday. Why are you sh why are you recommending a song I just heard? Whereas Pandora actually will their radio stations built on if you design it right if you use enough uh songs or artists in that you know in that radio station that you create it plays like the radio and you don't know what's coming up i don't know what it is but there's just something about like oh shit it's this song kind of a thing and uh so pandora scratches that itch for me and also if you if you haven't had it in a while, you try to sign up again for it. They'll there's like they're doing promos. I think I'm paying like uh, I think I'm getting like a free free month or like three months at only four dollars. I don't know. It's it's something. It's cheap as shit. Whatever it is. So I've got that going, but the thing about it is with but I bring it up because I was thinking about it. And all that together is still cheaper than what I used to pay for music. So I don't bitch at the fact that I've got multiple subscriptions. I just, I don't care. It's, you know, it's considering how much I use it. It's uh, it's it's a bargain, I think. I don't know. It sounds like a big infomercial for streaming services. But, uh it's what what's also funny about the music is that if YouTube their algorithm YouTube music is where I listen to all like shitty music like YouTube thinks that I listen to just um, you know metal new metal grunge uh, and then just random shit pop songs. And I'm like, oh, when I hear this, 
But I like if I if I want to listen to a song that I normally wouldn't, if I want to listen to some lud- random ludicrous, you know, get back, motherfucker. Like I, if I want to just do a random song, if, if I want to listen to Pimp Juice by Nelly, I do it on YouTube music because I don't mind it messing with my algorithm. I don't want it fucking up my Spotify. Spotify thinks that I am a pretentious asshole. Spotify is like, okay, he likes electronic music, but he also listens to jazz, classical, and Radiohead. Like, it it thinks that, oh, he's hoity-toity. Look at him with his, uh, you know, Fugazi. Whereas YouTube's like, wow, this this guy probably has a, a, a bar bar tattoo. Like, I don't know. YouTube is like, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. Neck tattoo, maybe. So, and but only, but only Pandora really knows. Him. I know who you are. Look at all these stations that you created. I know who the fuck you are. It's like, shut up, Pandora. Here's something interesting. It's a scientist discover path to treating pain without addictive opioids. Um, except that that's not what this article says. I know that's what the headline says, but so scientists have just taken a step closer to developing a high tra- high strength painkiller that is not as addictive as opioids. Except that if it's an effective painkiller and it's a high strength painkiller, it'll probably still be addictive. If it's effective and it's really good, we will find it. We will abuse it. It's what we do. But what they're talking about, this particular article, is blah, 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 synthetic opioids for reason why scientists search for the easy, effective, less addictive alternatives to treat pain. All right, so new research published in the journal Neuron from the University of Chicago suggests scientists may have taken a step towards finding one why they have not developed any new drugs they wish they could that's where the money is the new drugs they're looking into new pathways of administering drugs to lessen the risk the risk of addiction seen with opioids in mice ooh always with mice they identified an alternative signaling pathway in the brain that alleviates pain this was the case even in animals that have a tolerance to the powerful drugs. When taken through this pathway, pain relief did not result in withdrawals. It also did not trigger reward systems in the brain. Opioids can cause the system to be flooded with an excess of dopamine, which is why we love to take them, and the, which the brain associated with the addictive substance. This means that there is a smaller risk of addiction through this pathway. So basically, it's uh, the pathway, let's see, the pathway called the ventrolateral periquiductal gray, great, serves as an important crossroads of system that control pain. Scientists already knew that stimulation to this region with certain drugs can help pain. However, until now, Non-opioid circuits that alter pain in this area have not been well studied. 
we found that that pain relief through this circuit was not not associated with withdrawal effects commonly associated with opioids. Great. Let's see. Also, said so through the circuit, opioids can still be administered at less than the maximum dose, but their addictive side effects will be limited. And it also apparently lasts. Oh yeah, the. Uh, uh, the receptors usually generate more ac activity in the nervous system. But when a drug was injected that targeted this receptor in mice, it relieved pain for several hours as opposed to uh, as opposed to shorter, shorter effects. So they're they're basically trying to find. We'll see about that. That may be something that popped up is like, oh, we fixed this shit in mice only, but if they could nail down a pathway into the brain to relieve pain that lasts longer, doesn't have withdrawals and doesn't overlord, over, overlord, doesn't overlord everything, doesn't overlord load the system. That's it. That's interesting. Because the thing about it is, is that there, uh, you know, you got to, you can't just do away with painkillers. I mean, I guess um, they, but the other thing is, is that it's, um, I missed, I already closed the window, damn it. But there was, there was a thing in there talking about how uh, to try to fight the opioid crisis. They're like, well, we've got to restrict the uh, opioid prescription, which I've already said to you guys is a bad idea because anytime that you restrict uh, prescriptions, that's when people go to get counterfeit, counterfeit stuff. Um, and I know I'm repeating myself, but basically what we've got to do is um, allow treatments that are covered by healthcare, grant programs to help people who don't, who don't have the money and can't get covered. And then also make more accessible drugs like suboxone that you can um that people who are dealing with opioid addiction can call the desires and everything else chemically in addition to therapy and any other programs you know that they're working on well, that's the way to go so uh to sum up Fox Soundtrap, uh, yay new developments in uh, pain relief, and uh, yay uh, streaming music services that uh, should honestly pay their musicians more, um, but at least it's affordable for us to listen to music. Yeah, it's not positive for musicians, but it is positive for us. I don't know. You can save that money and then go see the musician that you like at live in concert and buy a shirt. Get some merch. Give them money for the ticket sales. Whatever. So um, also in that same vein, I find it interesting that people are suddenly interested in football because Taylor Swift may or may not be dating 
the tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre world. Watching, you know, TikTok slash reels of, you know, girls and some men um, going nuts every time Taylor Swift was on the screen. Sucked that it was also going on um, while Kansas City was uh, kicking the shit out of one of my teams, the Chicago Bears, who are the who is the worst uh, NFL team in the league this year. Um, I'm hoping that they improve to being the second or third worst, but we shall see. Denver Broncos are going there. I I I hope honestly that the Bears beat the Broncos just to stir up all the shit for Russell Wilson and um, and uh, Coach Payton. Uh, that's just me. I just I, I like the uh, <laughs> I like the drama. So I I would love to see what see what happens. Uh, Stillsoberpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to me. We'll appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Telephone line.